nothing about what you brought me through. I'm reminded to praise you for all that you had to do. So I lift up holy hands, take advantage of this chance to say thank you. Gospel of John, chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. This John, chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. On the third day, there was a wedding in Canaan of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, 
Though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. And the people of God said, Amen. Thank you for the reading of the word on today, uh, First Lady. Uh, as we transition now uh, to a moment of praise and worship offered to us by none other than our own Brother Nathaniel Kearney. Brother Nathaniel, are you with us on today? Yes, I am. All right.
Thank you, Reverend Demetrius. Thank you, Nathaniel, for that powerful song. God bless you all. Today, as uh, Antonio has said, is Palm Sunday. In many ways, it's hard to believe. Next Sunday, Easter Sunday, this Friday, Good Friday. I'm going to put in your consciousness we will have our seven last words service this Friday, Good Friday at 7 p.m. The scripture text has been read. I shall reread it from John 2. On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to them, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Let us pray, eternal God. We thank you now for your blessings. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Our message today is simply miracle, miracle. The miracle, or you could say from mess to miracle. My beloved Palm Sunday is a prelude in and of itself to a miracle. A miracle is often the saving grace of a fiasco. A miracle is the redemption of a lost soul, a lost love, a faltering, hopeless relationship no matter what it is. My brothers and sisters, I know that since the Enlightenment and for nearly 300 years or more, there are those in the scientific and academic community who would claim that knowledge and reason are the foundation of our belief and not faith, and certainly not miracles for that matter. 
It seems to me that understanding the miracle produces faith in Jesus, which is the ultimate purpose of the various signs that we read about and see and hear in the New Testament. Miracles happen every day. And I believe today that the fact that as black people, there seems to be a systematic government-sponsored program underway to get rid of black people by any means necessary. Every day on the news, we see and hear of some tragedy. Every day, we see and hear and experience how our people are being treated. And not only are we witnesses, but we have been victims in some sense as well. So there's a mess going on all over our nation, all over our country, all over the world. At the top of that list is the pandemic. But we're in the second year of this coronavirus pandemic now. So in a sense, our world is in a mess. In this text, Jesus, his mother, and his disciples are all invited to a wedding feast. And as the wedding celebration has taken place, the wine runs out. This is a disaster. It's a mess. It's a tragedy, in a sense, of great proportion, inasmuch as the bridegroom was responsible for providing the food and drink for the celebration, and therefore the wine. This is a tragic situa situation. It was a social disaster. If the groom ran out of supplies before the end of the feast, this would have caused outrage on the part of the guest, and particularly on the part of the bride's family. This would have been a mess of major monumental proportions. But Jesus was able to take what would have been an embarrassing and ugly mess into a magnificent miracle. And that's exactly where we find ourselves today. Some already in a mess, others on the verge of making a mess in one situation or another, whether in our lives, on our jobs, in our schools, whatever. The wine has run out. So as we think about this and this whole situation, We wonder today about the fact that the pandemic has caused mental and physical crisis, you name it. For some, it is a situation of being in debilitating debt, deep imprisonment to an insatiable desire to consume more and more stuff at the expense of others. For some, it is greed and self-indulgence, and for others, it is a lack of self-esteem, thinking that our happiness resides in things external to the self, houses and cars and impressing your friends and keeping up with others, with the desperate housewives of the Potomac or Atlanta or some other place, L.A., or keeping up with the Joneses. Even in the church, we want to be like everybody else. We want to be like folk we see on TV or folk we hear on the radio. We want our church to be like them. We want to do what they do. 
we're often in a tragic mess and we are in need of a miracle. Definitely given our situation, our health situation and all kinds of other things going on around us. In the parable, when the wine runs out, Jesus' mother upsets him by trying to tell him what to do and then he rebukes her and then she backs off a bit and there are six stone water jars that are noticed used for ritual washing. Each one could hold about 150 gallons. And so Jesus said to the servants, fill these jars with water. The Bible says they filled them to the brim and then he told them, draw some water out and take it to the man in charge of the feast. And they took the water which has now turned into wine, and he tasted it. He did not know where this wine had come from, so he called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone else serves the best wine first, and after the guests have plenty to drink, he serves the ordinary wine, but you have kept the best wine until now. My beloved brothers and sisters, Jesus can take a messed up situation, a messed up life, a messed up relationship, a messed up church, a messed up wedding feast and turn it into an extraordinary miracle. This situation was going downhill. This situation was about to implode. This situation was about to explode. It was about to break out into a full-blown pandemonium. Pandemonium. When something as ordinary as water Six cold jars of water, no refinery. Six jars of water, no grapes, just plain water. Six jars of water, no sugar added, just water, no fermentation, just water, no letting it sit, just water, no processing, just water. In the time that it took to pour the water and to serve it in an instant, in a snap. Jesus changed this water. He transformed this water and made it into wine. In other words, my beloved brothers and sisters, Jesus took the old, ordinary, tasteless water and made it into a brand new wine. He took what would have been a mess and made it into a magnanimous, magnificent, marvelous miracle. And I'm saying to us today that Jesus is still in the miracle-making business. And I think that's what this whole Lenten season is about. That's what Palm Sunday is about. Jesus can turn the mess in your life, in my life, in all of our lives, into a miracle. Let me say to you, I don't know what mess you're in today. But I know what we all are in. I know that we all are in this situation that we have never experienced before. I know that we're in a world turned upside down, a topsy-turvy world. I know that the politics of greed and evil and ugliness tends to pervade our society. But I don't really know the particularities of the mess you're in today. I don't know what trouble hangs over your particular life. I don't know what 
your individual situation is. I don't know whether the joy of your life has run out. I don't know whether the peace in your spirit is gone. I don't know whether the hope for a better tomorrow has been dimmed by disease and downcast and distress. I don't know what is causing fear in your life and I don't know what causes your body to tremble. One thing I do know today and that is that the God we serve through Jesus Christ on this Palm Sunday is able to transform the mess in our lives into a marvelous miracle. And I'm here to say to you today that he's already done it. You don't have to look back 2,000 years to see what Jesus has done. No, you don't have to look back to see what he did at the, at the wedding feast in Cana. No, you only have to look in the depths of your own soul and in your own life to see the miracle that God has made of you. He's turned your life around. He's healed your body. He's kept you in your right mind. He's given you strength and power to go on a little while longer. Yes, Jesus is a miracle-making God. And for that, we can say thank you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. On this Palm Sunday, as we get ready for Good Friday, as we get ready for the biggest day in the Christian calendar, Easter Sunday morning, with the Easter hope and the Easter joy that floods our souls. The fact that we are here today, the fact that we can put one foot in front of another, the fact that we are in our right mind, the fact that we have not lost our lives to the power of corruption and all kinds of other things that await us just by stepping one foot out the door as black people. All of this is because of the miraculous hand of God who sustains us every single day. Life is a miracle. God is a miracle maker. Jesus is the biggest example of what a miracle means in our lives. There was a wedding feast at Cana in Galilee. Jesus and his disciples had been invited guests. The wine ran out. They said to him, you have no wine. Jesus says, fill the jars with water. They filled them. And the water was transformed into wine. What would have been a mess has now become a miracle, a marvelous miracle. That's what we can say of ourselves that's what we can say of one another. That's what we can say. That's our testimony. That Jesus has made a miracle of our lives. 
Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, it's now, and ever shall be, even as we prepare for Monday, Thursday, and for Good Friday, and for Holy Saturday, and then Holy Sunday, Easter. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you very much, Dr. Harris. Dr. Harris, reminding us what could have been a mess. Jesus transformed the things into a miracle. I hope that word bless each and every one of you on today. I know it helped me on today to be reminded uh, of places that I once were in and now how uh, Jesus has transformed me and done so much for me. Um, as we transition... I uh, want to take this opportunity uh, to share with each and every one of you our opportunities for giving, uh, after which uh, I'll call on uh, Dr. Jones to share with us in the health moment. Um, and then Dr. Harris will bring on others uh, to share in moments with us as well. But our opportunities for giving, uh, up until 2 p.m., you had an opportunity to meet someone uh, at the church. You can meet them at the church up until 2 p.m. to drop off your tithes and offerings. Um, after which, uh, if you're unable to get there by 2 p.m., you can meet. You can drop them off in the mail slot, uh, not only on today, but any day this week. You can mail them in to 1400 Idlewood Avenue, Richmond, Virginia, 23220. Um, you can also uh, utilize our online giving options uh, by giving. Uh, go to www w.sbcwestend.com, click on the Donate tab. Um, after clicking on the Donate tab, you can scroll down. Uh, there's opportunities for PayPal uh, and for Cash App. When giving to Cash App, you want to ensure that you give to the dollar sign, uh, second Baptist dollar sign, second Baptist the dollar sign, the number two, N as in Nancy, D uh, as in dog, Baptist, B-A-P as in Paul, T. Dollar sign second batch. Uh, those are our opportunities for giving. I ask you to govern yourselves accordingly. Continue to do, um, uh, uh, continue to give uh, as God has blessed you, only a portion uh, of what God has blessed you with, so that we can continue to do the work that God has called us to. Um, I want to ask uh, Dr. Jones, if he's with us now, to uh, go ahead and uh, come on the line and offer us a help moment, uh, some updates that he might have with us on today. Dr. Jones, are you with us? I'm here. All right. Good afternoon, Trish. Uh, I really don't have a whole bunch to say about COVID or the uh, vaccine, except uh, please get it as soon as it's available for you. Uh, either the vaccine, the, the uh, Pfizer, the Moderna, or even the AstraZeneca uh, vaccine. Uh, Johnson & Johnson has a one-dose uh, vaccine that's going to uh, probably be released soon for us. So uh, my, my uh, uh, wish for you is that you get one vaccine. Either one really doesn't matter. In the meantime, take your vitamin D, 5,000 units uh, every day, along with 1,000 of C and 30 on zinc. This will hype up your immune system and decrease your risk for COVID. And if you are unlucky enough to get the COVID, it will decrease the severity of the disease. Y'all have a blessed day. Thank you very much, Dr. Jones, for offering us that moment, the health moment on today. Uh, I want to uh, transition now to Dr. Harris uh, for closing remarks, uh, benediction, uh, also for uh, him to uh, bring on 
any other uh, call participants we might have on today. <laughs> okay, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, let me just remind us of uh, various things that are going on. We're going to con say congratulations to those who have birthdays in this month and other things that have uh, taken place, anniversaries in this month. Um, and we're grateful and thankful. We want to say happy birthday to uh, Sister Juliet Hamilton that celebrated 103rd birthday on Thursday. And also today is Brother James Giles, Brother Butch, James Butch Giles' birthday. Today, March the 28th. Happy birthday, Brother Giles. Uh, be reminded of scholarship information. And uh, today is the last day to purchase Girl Scout cookies. Contact Reverend Gloria Lucas for more information, 3503831. I want to remind you that there will be a graveside funeral service for Sister Hortense Matthews at Forest Lawn Cemetery at 1 p.m. on Thursday, April 1st. Um, and also that the seven last words, Good Friday service, April 2nd at 7 p.m. We are working on the platform. Hopefully we'll be able to share with you um, and have this service on Zoom. If not, we will use our regular platform as well. But there should be more information coming in connection with having this as a Zoom service. And... Um, in preparation for that, I encourage you to give your email address to Sister Bernie Anderson and Brother Mac Anderson. Let them know what your email is uh, in case you have to be emailed the link uh, for the Zoom service. COVID-19 vaccination scheduled at Second Baptist Church. Be reminded that the second shot, for those who got the first shot <clears throat> on February the 23rd, the second shot is this Tuesday, March 30th. For Second Baptist, it's being held from 9 to 11.30, but for Second Baptist members, you asked to be there um, at 9 o'clock. From 9 to 9.30 is to vaccinate those from Second Baptist. Try to be there a little bit early if you're from Second Baptist. Stay in your cars. Uh, each person will park in the church's parking lot or on Grayland Avenue, but remain in your car. That's the important thing. To the, it's time to go out, go inside. A group of 10 people will be allowed inside at a time, and we still have to practice social distancing, and that's why... You ask to stay in your car until you're asked to get out to go inside. You don't get out. There will be people in the parking lot, including Reverend Ricardo Brown, Reverend Hewlett, others in the parking lot to assist. GenCare Senior Center will be giving COVID-19 vaccination shots on Tuesday through Thursday, April 6th, 7th, and 8th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the GenCare Senior Center at 1712 East Broad Street. That's at 17th and Broad. Uh, in order to receive your vaccine. However, you must be at least 55 years of age and you have to contact GenCare for an appointment and that number is 804-291-7056. If you are already a member of GenCare, you can get transportation to and from the place in order to get vaccinated. Um, I do want to just share that uh, in, in terms of our Zoom information, we want to start doing our uh, Sunday school and um, Wednesday night prayer service and others using the Zoom platform. We'll be uh, sharing that with you in more detail later. Our book discussion of Black Suffering is done on Zoom uh, this evening from 7.30 to 8.30 as it is on each Sunday. Um, we continue to pray for our frontline workers at the church. Uh, thanks 
to all of the participants in Women's History Month, uh, Samantha Poole, Amherst Red, Christine Miller, Lachey Austin, our Girl Scouts, Imani Harris, Gabriel Walker. And on that note, our Women's History quote today is by Lachey Austin. Lachey, are you there? And then that is followed by Ambassador Scout, Girl Scout, Gabriel Walker from Troop 3325 will share a brief note about Girl Scout history. <clears throat> Women's history quote from... Good afternoon. Go right ahead. Good afternoon, church family. My name is Lachey Austin. March is designated Women's History Month to commemorate, observe, and celebrate the vital role of women in American history. In honor of the last Sunday of Women's History Month, I would like to share a quote from one of the most influential women of our time, Megan Duchess of Sussex, also known by her former name, Megan Markle, is an American actress, philanthropist, and member of the British royal family. In her words, women don't need to find a voice, they have a voice, and they feel empowered to use it and people need to encourage to listen. Women of Second Baptist, don't be afraid to use your voice, and men, get ready to listen. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. 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 Thank you, Lachey. Thank you very much. Now, Ambassador Scout Gabriel Walker. Gabriel? Hello? Gabriel, yes. and I'm 17 in the 11th grade. My Girl Scout troop is 3325. Girl Scouting was started by Juliette Lowe in Georgia um, USA in 1912. This year marks the 108th anniversary of the start of Girl Scouting. I've been a Girl Scout since I was about 7 or 8 years old, and uh, Girl, Scouts, Girl Scouting has been a part of my life for a long time. I have many uh, fond memories from it. I've met so many amazing girls, and it's allowed me to have experiences experiences I wouldn't have otherwise. We learn many skills in Girl Scouting, like cooking, camping, sewing, and we also do a lot of community service. Another thing we learn is the basics of starting our own businesses. We are currently selling cookies, and any of us are happy to take your order. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for your participation and for your history. And uh, again, I want to thank all of you for uh, your participation in today's worship service and uh, remind you of all of the things that are happening this week and encourage you to uh, take heed to what uh, Reverend Antonio said about our giving and about our sharing. At this time, we will have our closing prayer by Ambassador Girl Scout Imani Harris from Troop 3325. And after that, I'll do the benediction. Dear God, we want to thank you for this day. Thank you for giving us this time to reflect on our life, reflect on the choices we made in the past month, in the past year. Thank you for giving us a chance to receive your gifts and your blessings. 
Lord God, we need, we need your love so much in this moment, so much in this breath. Cultures are being divided. Families are being forgotten. Races are fighting each other day after day. There's so much unrest going on in our country and in the world, and we just need you to touch us all. Lord God, we're living in coronavirus, and families are are afraid. People can't get shot due to a lack of knowledge. So just touch our brains, touch our hearts. Let us be receiving to your help, to your way, to your love. Lord, we lift up Second Baptist Church. May they feel your power. May they feel your strength. May they feel your protection as we go through this trying time in this country. May black people, may we feel love to each other. May we not feel hate. May we not feel anxiety. May we feel love and may we feel strengthened. Lord God, we pray that our community, us as black people, you continue to teach us your way, your will, your power, your strength. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Powerful prayer. Thank all of you. I want to thank all of you one more time. Thank you, Imani. I want to thank Gabrielle. I want to thank Lachey. Thank you for doing such a marvelous job today. I want to thank your sponsor, your teacher, Reverend Gloria Lucas, for her dedication and commitment to Girl Scouts. Thank you all so very much. We pray for your continued safety. Dr. Hart, is conducting a, a, a very large vaccine uh, distribution today in the Petersburg area and was not able to be with us because he is commanding that whole operation today. So keep him in your prayers as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace. And, oh God, we pray that you will continue to touch those in hospitals and those in nursing homes. We pray a special blessing today for Sister Joyce Calhoun, who is in the hospital. We pray for Sister Ada Bright, who has surgery tomorrow, and Brother Walter Bright, awaiting surgery as well. We pray for all of those that we are bound to pray for, the sick, the poor, the needy, just bless us and strengthen us during this difficult and challenging time. We thank you for the young ladies participating in our worship. And we thank you for those who participate every single Sunday. Antonio, Demetrius, Nathaniel, and others from time to time. We give your name glory and praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And let me not forget to say a word about Shirley Harris, who had surgery on Friday. We pray for her continued healing and strength. Deacon Shirley Harris, strengthen her. Joyce Calhoun, strengthen her. Watch over and be with us all. Be with the bereaved family, the family of Sister Hortense Matthews. Be with all of us in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>